Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine does them, I will liken to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Matthew 7:24. Welcome, beloved, to another edition of God's Word with God's chosen servant, Reverend Amos Darko. Reverend Amos Darko is anointed to inspire you with an anointed teaching and preaching of God's Word without to add practical examples. Get ready as he ministers the Word of God for today. of paper please take a piece of paper if you don't have one ask for a paper from the one you are sitting next to please let's hurry up let's do this in the next two minutes get a piece of paper Make sure you don't write your name on it. It should be a, uh, just a piece. But it should be able to write front and back. Something like this is too big. It's too big. So you divide it. Then you give it to somebody who doesn't have one. So if you don't have a paper, see somebody else and get one. Princess, what are you waiting for? Where's your pen? How old are you now? Twelve years. Gradually you are growing. So please get a piece of paper. Just write FP on top of the paper. FP. And at the back, right B P. Some of you are still. You want to know why you are writing what you are writing? Just write F P and B P on each side of the paper. Okay. So in front, in the front, in the front side, you you write F P, and at the back you write. It means front page and back page. So in the next one minute, I want you to write down the things you'd want God to do for you before the close of this year. Write it down. On the FP, not the BP. Write it on the front page. The things you would want God to do for you. It shouldn't exceed five. Are you not writing? You are not thinking about it. Okay. So write the things you want God to do for you. I think you should be done by now. Please just list it. But if you've written it in a sentence from no problem. 
listed the things you want God to do for you or you want to see in your life. Then leave two lines on the same page. Leave two lines and write the things you want to do for God. Write th- at least three or four things you would want to do for God. So the first page you are writing the things you want God to do for you then beneath that same paper you are writing the things you would want to do for God if you had the opportunity please be real don't write things like you want to build heaven for him you want to kill the devil for him He doesn't need your help to handle the devil. So write the things you want to do for God. Are we all done? Are you done? So you are writing the things you would want God to do for you. Then you leave two lines and you write the things you would want to do for God. It's best if you just list it. Then turn to the back page. And then in your own estimation are you with me? let's know in your own estimation among all the things that you do for God which of them do you think is the real work of God? among all the things that goes on in church which of them do you think is the real work of God? you know I'm working for God I'm which of them do you think? So write it. Don't copy. Just write your heart. It could be three. It could be ten. Any of those things you, you think is you think is the real work of God. I think you should be getting ready to present the paper. Which of them do you think is the real work of God? At least write three or four. Then, in all the four things you've written, that's the last thing you are doing. In all the four things you've written at the back of the paper, which of them do you deem very important? Write it in capital letters. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, on the front page, you are writing the things you want God to do for you. Then beneath that paper, you are also writing things you would want um, you would want to do for God. Then turn to the back page. 
They write the things you think is when we say somebody is working for God. What are some of the things that when a person does you think is working for God? So you write them. And then my last question is among all the things you've written, which of them do you deem very important? Of which if they should delete all the rest, that particular one you can't let it go. Write it in capital letters. So I'm just giving you the, the next one minute to finish. Okay, so bring him to me. Can I have the papers? Now make sure you present the front page first. Writing. Oh, really? FP, FP, FP. Okay, FP, FP. Well, I'm going to read some of them to you at random. I don't know whose paper because there's no name on it. I'm just going to read some of them to you. Somebody says that among the things you would want God to do for him, he'd want knowledge. Prosperity, blessings, sin forgiven, or forgiveness of sin. Somebody else said, okay, and the very same person said, I want glory and long life. And the things I want to do for God, I want to win souls, I want to evangelize, and I want to preach His word. May it come to pass in Jesus' name. Somebody else said, God should grant me divine wisdom in my life and ministry. Number two, I want no capital for my business. Number three, I want, to, I want protection for my entire family. I want job opportunity. Then he says, I want to devote my time, money, and life for God. To win souls for the kingdom. To help in all I called in building the house of God. Okay. Somebody also said, I want to love him more. I want to have favor and strength to do his work I need his mercies upon my life and power to do his work I think I know who this person is then he said I want to win souls to his kingdom and promote his work financially so if I'm getting one person who is kingdom minded almost everything he wrote is about the kingdom Somebody said, I want protection for my family and for myself. To see us through the year. A job to do in a good company. Wow. Complete our auditorium and help me win souls. He said, I want to contribute massively towards the building of your auditorium in cash and kind. And I want to win souls. Hey. People are so centered. Uh, then somebody says, I want to I want God to give me an excellent spirit. Wow. I want God to give me an excellent resource in my examination. We are back to self. Okay. I want God to favor me in the things of His work. We are back to the kingdom of God. 
said, I want to win the lost souls for God, back to God. I want to help build his church, God. I want to serve him excellently, God. Uh, I think there is only one self over here. Somebody says, I want God to help me establish my own business and the money to finance it. I want God to bring divine helpers to come sponsor my... When you hear divine helpers and sponsor, you know, you should know who is talking. To sponsor, to help me sponsor my education and also help me obtain a first class degree. I want God to grant me life is F to be a worker in his house okay I want God to lead my heart in every aspect of my life okay I want God to I want to experience the blessings of God in my life then the things I want to do for God is that I want to help build the church I want to pay my tithe faithfully I, I want to finance his business then I want to build him a church. People are right now. Somebody said, I want God to open opportunities for me. I want favor. I want job opportunities. Help me serve him sincerely. Give me a loving husband. Wow. And, somebody, and the things I want to do for God, he said, I want to win souls for him. I want to sing and praise him sincerely. I want to worship him. I want to preach after giving you the husband. Eh? Okay. I want to preach his word for his people. That's that's not bad. Somebody also said, um, I want increase in grace and anointing. I want a prophetic grace. You should know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I want perfection, I want breakthrough. Then the things I want to do for him, I want to serve him wholeheartedly. Are you, are you afraid? Look at me. So I want to build a church of Ethereum and support his work financially. I want church good, hmm. divine helpers, heart to read the word, and breakthroughs. Somebody said, I also want to help the house of God. I want to minister the work of God to his people and win souls. Somebody said I he said I want divine wisdom. I want my spiritual life to be strong. I want to excel in my field of endeavor. I want you to heal my heart. And I want my relationship with you to be strong. Then the things I want to do for him, I want to serve you for the rest of my life to be a preacher of your word and I want to build your church. May you all receive it in Jesus' name. Those of you who shouted, Amen, receive it. So let's look at what you think as real ministry. Somebody says, when we talk of the work of God, we are talking about soul winning. We are talking about preaching His word to His people, evangelism, and faithfulness. That is serious. I like the faithfulness. Hello, it's been a while. Wow. I'm seeing great and wonderful people in the house today. Today my preaching will go well because 
I can have, have some backing from my dear brother and my dear sister. Okay, somebody said, I want to also, okay, is that faithfulness? And that's very deep. Who wrote that thing? God bless you. And he said, what I think is the actual work of God is preach the gospel. Preaching of the gospel is what I think is the real work of God. Who is correct? Only God knows. Somebody also says that I am seeking the lost and keeping them in the church. That's what I think is the work of God. Visitation is also part of it. And being part of all church activities. Serving in the house of God with your gifts is also how it's also part of the work of God. But what I think is the greatest of all is soul winning. There's somebody says soul winning or winning of souls into evangelism, giving to support widows, giving to support the kingdom. Is it kingdom? Okay, kingdom. Okay. And then being a church worker is what I think is the work of God. But what I think is the greatest of all is soul winning. Somebody also said evangelism and visitation, arranging the things for service, paying of tithe, prayer tower is what I think is the work of God. But the greatest of it is evangelism and visitation. Is it because I, I spoke about visitation and evangelism yesterday? Okay. Somebody says that I believe coming to church is the work of God. Doing His will is also the work of God. Helping each other in the church is the work of God. And so winning. But the person didn't tell me which of them is the greatest. Somebody also said preaching the gospel, praying, building the house of God. But among all these, preaching the gospel is the most important thing. Think. Okay, somebody also said to preach the gospel and win souls is the work of God. But the greatest of it is serving God in his house and winning souls. Then somebody said, singing for him willingly, but not by force. So it should tell you where the paper is coming from. Okay. Then he said, working for him without demanding anything from the pastor. I think it's a good one. <laughs> hey, people are serious. I'm not done. And he said, being around anytime you are called. Hey, you guys are more than preachers. This one, did you copy? Hmm. Then somebody also said, to me, but who said not to you? <laughs> He said to me, every one thing that is done in the church is important. But I deem all to be very important. Hey. Profound. God bless you. I'm going to keep this. It's going to be my source of entertainment for the rest of the year. Amen. But I think you've all done well. About 95% of the things you wrote was concerning God. Which I think is a good one. Because the Bible says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be what? Added unto. So those of you said you needed favor. Whatsoever you wrote to me, God grant it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. But this morning I want to talk about 
a subject I have entitled Real Ministry. Yeah, that somebody wrote, so that's why I took my title. Someone said the real work of God. Yes, the real is deeper. She's trying to console me. Don't mind her. Okay. So I want to preach about the real work of ministry. The real work of ministry. You see, when we say something is real, what are we talking about? Please, who's working with me? We are doing it together. When we say something is real, what are we talking about? The Apple's Dictionary says it is actually existing as a thing or occurring in a fact, not imagined or supposed. Then it says that it is not imitation or artificial, but genuine. So when you say something is real, it means the thing is genuine. It means the thing is not artificial. It means the thing is actually real. You understand? And this morning I'm talking about the real work of ministry. Now, a lot of you used to say this. That oh, I'm doing ministry. I'm working for God. I'm doing the work of God. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. It's good. Tell anybody it's good. It's good to do all what you claim you are doing for God. But this morning, I want you to take note that there is some of the things that God deems very important than others. Hello? At a point, people thought that the Old Testament, in the Old Testament days, please look at me, don't think, look at me, just focus on me. In the Old Testament days, people started serving God until they got to the point where they became familiar. When familiarity set in, they now had a substitute for the things of God. So they became legalistic. You understand legalistic? What's the meaning? Law. Okay. So they became legalistic in the sense that they now were observing certain laws and ordinances. What are some of the things I'm talking about? I'm going to give you a typical example. In the Bible days, God said to them that, listen, nobody should work on a Sabbath day. A Sabbath day is a day which in our local dialect we call Homeda. A day for rest. And the reason why God gave the children of Israel that law was not for himself but for themselves. Because God programmed the human body in such a way that after a time it must rest. That is why we say that every normal human being should have at least eight, six to eight hours rest in every blessed day. Those of you who sleep at say ten and you wake up at two and you don't sleep again. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Are you with me? Except maybe you want to pray for prayer purposes. But it shouldn't even be a habit. Every day you sleep for two hours and you pray till the next day. You die one of these days. You see? It shouldn't be a habit. At least sleep maximum six hours. If you want to pray, sleep early. By seven you should be sleeping. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Six hours. One, two, you could be praying. 
You understand? And so please, God intentionally gave them these laws so that they would give rest to their bodies. So he said to them that on that day, nobody should work. Nobody is allowed to work on a Sabbath day. You don't even have to go out because you'll be tempted to work. So be indoors. From the temple back to your house. You don't light fire. You don't do anything. Don't work. So after church, you come and relax. That, that was a Sabbath day. But when the children of Israel became legalistic, they became so conscious to the point that they now wanted to think chimley. You understand think chimley? Yes, yes. They got to the point where strictly they wanted to go for what the word of God says. And so even when a good thing can be done on a Sabbath day, they say no. Because when you do it, you've worked. When Jesus came, they had an issue with Jesus Christ because he healed somebody who was sick on a Sabbath day. Remember the man who was lame? Who couldn't walk? The crippled man. Jesus asked him to pick up his mat and walk. Then the Pharisees questioned him and said, Who asked you to walk on a Sabbath day? Yes. <laughs> Don't you know today is a Sabbath? And why are you carrying your mat? Even the mat alone is work. What is wrong with you? Then the gentleman said, The man who... Who saw me ask me to pick up my mat and walk? So they found out and they realized it was Jesus. Then they questioned him and said, What authority do you have to heal somebody on a Sabbath day? Then Jesus said, You hypocrites. When your ox and your, your sheep falls into a well, because the sheep will drown and you lose, that one, you lower a robe and tie the neck of the sheep and pull the sheep out. And you say you've not worked. But this is also a child of Abraham. Doesn't he deserve to be healed? So now, Jesus said, God is not interested in sacrifices. Listen. A lot of you wants to sacrifice. When it comes to giving to God, you can easily do that. But you see, God is not interested in the things you give Him as compared to you yourself. That is where God doesn't want any of us to get to. Some of you wrote so many things on the paper. It's good to sing for God powerfully and sincerely. It's good to be faithful to God. It's good to do all the things you listed in the, in, the, in the paper. Or on the paper. But the most important of it is that God is demanding you. Yourself. That's the only thing he needs. Because if you can give God money and not yourself, you've not given him anything. And so let's not become legalistic in the things we do for God. Where we begin to follow straight orders. This is how we do it, and that's how we are going to do it. When you do that, you become legal. And the children of Israel were 
so much concern about the law keeping the law and obeying the law to the latter but what they failed to know was that God was in, interested in their hearts and not what they do do you know that even in our country there are so many people that work actually but not with their heart do, 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 do you know that uh, do you know somebody like that who does what they, they do not because they have the heart for it but they just want to be there because of maybe the money or something yes and you see it all over even in the hospitals see nurses who are there for monthly salary not because of patients hello and the same thing can also be seen in the church you have so many church workers and so many young men and women who claim to be loving God and working for God and yet they've missed the first and the most important thing that matters to God which of these things is the real work of God what is the real work I'm working for God what is it in the Bible God gave the children of Israel a command and we can find it in the book of Exodus chapter 25 let's quickly read it Exodus chapter 25 is that there? Exodus 25 verse number 1 Okay. and the Lord spoke unto Moses saying Speak unto the children of Israel mm-hmm. that they bring me an offering. So now, this is God demanding an offering from the children of Israel. So he spoke unto Moses saying, Speak unto the children of Israel to bring me an offering. Uh-huh. Of every man that gives it willingly mm-hmm. with his heart, mm-hmm. you shall take my offering. Read on. And this is the offering which you now, shall take. What is he going to use the offering for? Let's read verse number 2. Verse number 2. Read it. Speak unto the children of Israel. Uh-huh. Read it. That they bring me an offering. Mm-hmm. Of every man that gives it willingly, willingly uh-huh. with his heart, mm-hmm. you shall take my offering. Read on. And this is the offering which you shall take of them. Okay. Gold, gold, and silver, and silver, and brass, and brass, and blue, and blue, and purple, uh-huh. and scarlet. Go to eight. Verse number eight. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, "And let them make me a sanctuary." So, what is he going to use the gold and the brass and what have you for? What is he going to use for? To build a sanctuary. What is a sanctuary? A temple is going to build a house of God. So he demanded all these things from the children of Israel. Now let's read First Kings chapter six. And actually, when Moses gathered all these things, there was only one gentleman who was given the opportunity to build the real temple. What Moses built was just a tent. Yes. So one gentleman was given the opportunity to build the temple of the Lord and that gentleman is Solomon so 1st Kings chapter 6 verse number 20 to 23 let's read it 1st Kings chapter 3 verse number 20 yeah 1st Kings chapter 6 verse number 20 to 23 and so this God is giving him the layout how he wants the thing to be like read on and the oracle please as he's reading let's take note of some of the things so read it and the oracle in the four, four parts was 20 cubits in length mm-hmm. and 20 cubits in breadth mm-hmm. and 20 cubits in height thereof mm-hmm. and he overlaid it with pure gold he overlaid it do you understand overlaying it's like 
after this um, blog, laying of the blocks, you do plastering. Do you know plastering? And so after everything is done, you cover the whole thing with what? I can't hear you. Read, don't talk to me. Pure gold. Pure gold. Have you seen pure gold over here? Let's read on. And so covered the altar which was of cedar. Mm-hmm. So Solomon overlaid the house within with pure gold. So Solomon overlaid the house within with what? Pure gold. Uh, are you here? Yeah. So what is Solomon using? The gold. Pure. Is it gold? No, pure or gold. Pure gold. Pure gold. Let's read on. And he made a partition by chains of gold before the oracle. So the partition, do you understand partition? A curtain. And so he had a bar like this. And the, the, the metals he used to hold the curtains were made of what? Pure gold. Let's read on. And he, before the oracle, and he overlaid it with gold. Then let's jump to 28. Verse number 28. Mm-hmm. And he overlaid the cherubims with gold. Mm-hmm. And he carved all the walls of the house round about with, with carved figures of cherubims and palm trees and open flowers within and without. Mm-hmm. And the floor of the house he overlaid with gold. So within and what did he use as towels? Are you following the story? Yes. So when you enter the auditorium, everything you see over there is made, of, is made up of what? Pure gold. The cups, the bowls. I don't know if there was a ladder over there, but if there is one, the ladders, the walls, the curtains, the, the hinges, even for the doors, were all made up of what? Pure gold, including the towels. Now let's read Second Corinthians. Sorry, Chronicles, chapter twelve. Something happened over there. Second Corinthians and Chronicles chapter twelve, the verse number nine to ten. Something happened. What happened? And so after Solomon, his son Rehoboam came to take over the throne. Then something happened. Read on. Second Chronicles chapter twelve, verse number nine. So Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord. Now, listen. The Bible is saying that a gentleman by name, what? Shishak, came and fought against Israel and did what? And took away and the... And took away what? The treasures of the house of the Lord. The treasures of the house of the Lord. So when the guy entered the temple, which is made up of what? Pure gold. Pure gold. He took... He tore the curtains, removed the golden bar, took all the golden bars which has been used for the floor and everything and took them away then what happened and the treasures of the king's house he took all okay he carried away also the shells of gold which solomon had made okay instead of which king solomon had a shield do you know a shield what's a shield in the olden days where they are going for war they hold a shield and they hold a sword the shield is to protect them from attacking weapons. And they attack with their swords. Right? Those of you who have been watching adventurous movies. And so Solomon had a golden shield. And this king called Shishak took away that golden shield as well. Then what happened? 
instead of which King Rehoboam made shields of brass and committed them to the hands of the chief of the guard. But listen, the Bible said, instead of which. What is trying to say is that after these things were taken away, the, the son of Solomon, who was called Rehoboam, was supposed to replace the thing. The house of God cannot be empty. But instead of making the things of gold, he chose what? Brass. Brass. So what is he doing now? He's substituting brass for gold. Two of us. You see, in the house of God, this is what happens. The real work of God cannot and must not be substituted. Whatever God deems first must be first. It's not what you think is first. That is why I asked a lot of you to write what you think is first. But there are some of the things that are very important which you can substitute. When you take those things out, you are not going anywhere as a church. And today, I'm going to share some of these things with you. What is it that when you do, we can say, no, this girl is doing the work of God. What is it? Do you want to know what we call the real work of God? Do you want to know? Yes. I remember a guy, I, I, I was watching that video this morning. My guy was in class. Then his teacher said, where do Muslims worship? Then somebody said, say, Kantamanto. Then somebody said, uh, they said so many things. Then there was a guy, he said, the teacher said, yes, Amankwa. Then he said, then he said, keep quiet. Take the cane and beat everybody in the class. So he took the cane, whipped everybody. After whipping the ass, he said, Moscow. <laughs> this guy thought, the teacher thought the guy had the answer. But he had a substitute for the real thing. That was what he had. Then he told the class, beat him. <laughs> you understand? And so, we must not get to the point where the things we are doing in the house of God is actually not the real thing, but the substitute. And a lot of the churches are involved in substitution. And I, actually the real title of my message was called the Rehoboamites, which means the sons of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the son of David. And this guy, instead of doing the real thing, had a substitute to replace what is actually the real thing. And that's what a lot of us do. What you don't know is that God is not so much interested in the, the songs you sing in, in church. If you don't know, I'm telling you. It's good you sing. That we were listening to a radio program. One of the hosts said, The main thing is always the main thing. You've forgotten. The main thing is always the main thing. You can't substitute the main thing for any other thing. And so, if we claim we are working for God, if we claim we love God, if we claim we want to do something for Him, then these are the things He's expecting from you. And the first. Of all the things he would want you to do in his house. No, some of you rose so winning. It's okay. Don't don't win so stop. Don't win. 
he talking about? Some of you wrote with um, ushering. Don't usher. It's, it's not the main thing. Stop it. Some of you said you want the grace to play instruments. Don't play anything. We can't substitute playing of instruments for the real work of God. If you say you are a Christian, if you say you love God and you are working for God, there is something we must see in your life. Jesus did it. Paul did it. Joshua did it. David did it. Even Samson did it. All the men in the Bible, all the great men, the Jacobs, they all did it. Someone say, Pastor, what is that thing? This message continues on the next track.